0: Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. Colossians chapter number one, we're going to be looking at verses nine through verse number 12 uh, this morning. And uh, as we go through the book of Colossians, uh, uh, we're going to be focusing on who we are in Christ. Aren't you thankful you're in Christ today? Amen? Of who we are in uh, Christ. Our series title comes straight from Colossians chapter number two and verse number 10, where the Bible says, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. That word complete here means has the meaning of being full. But the sad thing is, is a lot of Christians today Sometimes feel as if they need more than Christ to be full. They need more uh, to to be complete. And we must understand this morning that we are not complete in our denomination. We're not complete in our works. We're not complete in our profession. We're not complete necessarily in our church. No, we are complete in Christ. He is our sufficiency. And so we we looked in verses one through eight, and we we looked at. Uh, the beginning of Paul's letter and his greeting to this church in Colossae. And, and even though he had never met any of them, he uh, personally, except for their pastor, Epaphras, he started praising God for and reminding them of who they were in Christ. He, he reminded them that they are complete in him, that they have a new identity. Amen. He, he calls them, he calls them saints. He says, you're my brethren. He says that God is our father. He's, identifi- He's reminding them of their identity in Christ. I'm thankful today that I am his child, amen? We have a new identity in him, but also a new hope. That hope is Jesus Christ, right? Our living hope. The hope that we have for, uh, e- e- uh, for heaven, for all of eternity. A new hope, a new love. Listen, we now can love one another, uh, right? With the right type of love because we are in Christ. We're complete in Him. And so I want us to look at verses, we're going to look at verse number 9 through verse number 12 uh, this morning. We'll start in verse number 9. The Bible says this, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. I wanna talk to you this morning, and and the, the title of the message is live like who you are in Christ. Live like who you are in Christ. Let's go to him in prayer. Lord, we love you. We're so thankful for who you are. We're so thankful today that your love never gave up on us. And it continues to to not give up on us, Lord. Even when we fail, you still love us. God, we're thankful for that this morning. We're thankful for your wonderful, beautiful, powerful name, the name of Jesus Christ, the name that one day every knee shall bow and every tongue should confess that you are Lord. God, we're thankful today that we can come to your house and worship you. God, as we dig into your word this morning, I pray that you would, Lord, enlighten us with your truth today. God, you would teach us that God, you would help us in our life to live, to live like who we are in Christ. Lord, would you help us? Would you be with me? I need you. I pray that you would fill me with your spirit, that you would hide me behind the cross, that, that we would see you today through your word. And we'll give you all the praise and glory for it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. We find here in verses nine through 12, really from verses nine through 17, Paul has a prayer for the believers in Colossae. And he shows us that he has this deep desire that they would now continue to live like who they were in Christ. Um, And and within this prayer, he prays for, uh, I want us to, we don't have points this morning, which is a little different in a Baptist church, right? Uh, There's no points, there's no poem. This morning, uh, but, but I do want us to go through the, this passage of scripture, and I want us to see uh, two things that he prays that they would do that they might be filled with the knowledge of, uh, of God and all wisdom and, uh, and spiritual understanding, and then that they might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. There's two things that he says that he prays that they would do, and then he gives us some results of doing those things. And and, and it's basically to say, hey, if we live like who we are in Christ, these are the things that will happen in our life. These are the things that we will see in our life. And so, first of all, I want us to see one of the first things that he tells us to do and that he prays for us to do is that we might be filled. That we might be filled with the knowledge of God in all wisdom of his will and all wisdom and spiritual Understanding. Look at verse number nine. The Bible says this for this cause we also, since the day we heard it, when, when, when they heard that they had received the gospel, that they were saved, that they were given a new identity, a new hope, a new love, since that day, the Bible says that, that Paul says that they did not cease to pray for them and to desire that they might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, it's very interesting here. I love Paul because Paul not necessarily starts and picks fights, but he never runs away from a fight, okay? And and Paul, there's a fight going on within this church, a fight between true Christianity and the belief that this philosophy called Gnosticism. There's There's this fight going on. And so what Paul does, we have to understand who he's writing to, okay? He's writing to that type of church who's dealing with those things. And he begins to attack them with some of their buzzwords, all right? Some of the words that they, they like to use. And, and he goes through this, this, this passage of scripture throughout the book, and he uses words like full, all right, to be filled. This was a word of the, the Gnostics. They would, they would talk about this, this filling, this fullness. They would say, hey, if you believe in our philosophy, then you'll experience this fullness or this satisfaction. And Paul uh, uses this idea of being filled over and over again. Why? Because of this Gnostic belief that he's fighting against. And he says in chapter, verse number 19, he says, for it pleased the father that in him should all fullness dwell. Amen. He says in all, Paul is saying, hey, they might believe that there is a fullness in their philosophy, but I'm telling you that there is an everlasting fullness in Jesus Christ. And so he's attacking the, these words that they use, this fullness. Not only that, but he, he, he talks about secrecy or uh, mystery. This was another word that they like to use. Uh, that if, hey, there, it takes a special knowledge to be like us. You need to have this special knowledge, this secret that we know and, and nobody else knows. But, but what did Paul do? He fought that. He said in Colossians 2, verse two through three, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the father and of Christ in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Paul says, hey, listen, the secret is already out. The mystery is already out for everyone. Jesus came to this earth, God in the flesh, and he died for you. And he rose again to give you life. And he's combating this, 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 this thought process, this, this, these Gnostics within this church. And he, he, he prays that they would be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual Understanding, and I want to break down this prayer a little bit with you to give us a better understanding. First of all, we look at the word knowledge. That word knowledge is to know what. Okay, so he's praying that, they, that the believers here in Colossae would know, know what God's word says, to know who God is, to know what God does. And it's, let me say this it's important for us here at Fellowship Baptist Church in 2021, to know the Bible, amen? To know what we believe, to know what it says, to know what God does. It's important for us to know what. To know his will is to immerse ourselves in the word of God each and every day, day after day after day, reading his word. Listen, and specifically to look at Christ and how he's revealed in all of scripture. And we were to have this knowledge. And so he prays that they would have this knowledge of the will of God. You wanna know what God wants for your life and his will? Get in the Bible, get in the word of God. He has this prayer that they would have this knowledge, but also he uses the word in all wisdom. Knowledge is know what, wisdom is know how. Knowledge is know what, wisdom is to know how. You see, a lot of churches emphasize the know what, and they neglect the know how. You know all this, but but how do you apply it? Listen, wisdom is to spiritually apply the knowledge of God's word to your life. Wisdom. That only comes from God, amen? It only comes from him. And Paul is praying that in the knowledge of God's will, they would have wisdom. That not only do they know what, but also to know how what he's doing he's praying that they would take what, what we what they know about God and about the word of God and about Jesus Christ and now in wisdom applying that to our lives he says that they would have this knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and then he says understanding understanding is to know specifically this understanding how do i apply na- how do i apply uh, know-how or wisdom to this situation in my life. I need understanding, right? To make the right choices. Understanding is a spiritual discernment. And so he prays that we would be filled with these things. Let me explain it in this way, okay? We all know that it is God's will for us to be witnesses. Raise your hand if you believe that it is God's will for you to be a witness, okay? We know that. Right, We have the knowledge that we are to be witnesses of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross and how he rose again, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're to be witnesses of that. We're to be witnesses of what he has done for us in our lives. And you see, every one of us raised our hands. A lot of people know that, but we don't do anything with it. We have that knowledge of, hey, I know I'm to be a witness, but we don't do anything with it. Why? Because there is no know-how. There's no wisdom. And saying, God, hey, I know that I'm to be a witness of, of Jesus Christ. I know I'm to be an ambassador of Jesus Christ, but God, I want you to give me wisdom. I want you to open my eyes. I want to see people as you see them. I want to see people for their souls, not just as another store clerk or not just as, as another uh, a co-worker of mine. No, I want to see them as souls. God, give me the knowledge and the understanding that I need, the wisdom and understanding to apply that knowledge that I need to be a witness. And he's saying, hey, he, I, he's praying that they would be filled with those things. Listen, Paul's desire is that in Christ, they would know what, and that they would know how. Listen, church, get yourself in the word of God. I can't say that more. Get yourself in the word of God. Listen, get yourself concentrated on the person of Jesus Christ. What would Jesus do? What did Jesus do? Study that and then ask God to give you his perspective to be able to apply it to your life. And then to give you understanding so that any, in, any, in any situation will make the right choice, being filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and, under, and spiritual understanding. Why was this Paul's prayer? Why was this Paul's prayer? Because a lot of times we're filled with ourselves, right? We're prone to do what we want to do. Tyler, I'm prone to do it Tyler's way. And he's praying that we would be filled, not of ourselves, but with the knowledge of God's will. Because you understand that, that when, you're, when you're reading God's word and when, you, w- when we are digging into his word and we're asking God to teach us and to enlighten us, we find out very quickly that, that we... Uh, that our agendas go against what God's agenda is, right? Being filled, he has this prayer to be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all wisdom and understanding. But then number two, uh, there's no points, but we'll continue to go on. Verse number 10, the Bible says, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. You see, Paul knows that this is the natural outpouring of being filled with the knowledge of God and his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. What's the outflow of it? A person who lives worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Amen? It's a person. Listen, if I truly am studying the word of God and I'm immersing myself with the truth of Jesus Christ and asking for God's wisdom, to take the know, to take the know what, and and, uh, to the know how, and then recognize opportunities, that's how we walk worthy of the Lord. When we're filled with the knowledge of God's will. I want us to break down this verse, walk, the word walk. You see, too often we are satisfied with what we know, right? You've been saved for a long time, you're satisfied with what you know. And if we're not careful, then then understand we become this this dry Christianity. We're we're comfortable with, we're satisfied with what we know. and, and, And all of a sudden we know a lot of things and we never act upon that knowledge. We know all the ologies. We know all the isms, but we just never do anything with it. Listen, Paul is praying that they would be controlled by, that they would live differently, to have different priorities. Paul prays that they would walk worthy. That word walk means to put it in action. Put it in action. Listen, faith uh, without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. Do something about it, about your faith. Listen, it would be no good for me to know that I am supposed to be a witness and see people from God's perspective and do nothing about it. It would do nothing. It would, it would do not anything good for me. If I knew all of that and did nothing about it. Walk. But he says, walk worthy. I love, this word is incredible. This word worthy me has the meaning of with equal value. You know what he's talking about here? when he says walk worthy of the Lord, he's saying, live up to who you are in Christ. Live up to who you are in Christ. Listen, God says that we are his family, that we are his children, that we are a royal priesthood, that we have been given the inheritance of of the kingdom of God, that we are joint heirs with Christ. That's who we are. We need to start living like we are in Christ. Walk worthy of it. Walk worthy of who you are in Christ. Listen, understand we are no longer children of darkness, but children of the light. We are to walk worthy. We have been called to represent him. To walk in is an action worthy. Listen, to walk is an action. Worthy is accountability. But we don't like accountability. Paul is saying, hey, I pray that they would walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. You see, we don't like to say, we don't like to hear preaching of, hey, live like who you are in Christ. Stop living like like the darkness and start living in the light. We don't like to hear that. But as we were studying in in our, our Sunday school class, a class. We were going through the book of First Thessalonians chapter number 4, and I came across this in verse number 8. Paul is telling them, hey, live right. Abstain from fornication. Abstain from these things uh, of the lust of your, of your flesh. And he says this in verse number 8. He therefore that despiseth these things. He therefore that says, I'm rejecting those things. I want to live the way that I want to live. Despiseth not man, but God. We reject God when we say we don't want that accountability." We reject him. And then he goes on to say, and God is the one who who hath given unto us his Holy Spirit to make it happen, to enable us to live the right type of life that we need to live in Christ. He says, walk worthy unto all pleasing. It's saying, listen, Jesus, I want to live for you because I am your child. God, I want to live for you. Listen, isn't that every child's desire? They want to please mom and dad. They want, to wait. they want to make mom and dad proud of them. And that's what should motivate us as believers. Jesus, I want to please you with my life. Because Jesus, you died for me and I want to live for you. That's the motivation behind it. That's the reason walking worthy. Understand this, Christian. There's only two options to choose from in this Christian life. Pleasing self or pleasing God? Pleasing self or pleasing God? Those are the options that we have. Listen, God, I want to know what and I want to know how, but I also want to walk worthy. I want to live like who I am in Christ, not because I have to not because God is whipping me on the backside, but no, I want to because I love him and I want to please him. Live like who you are in Christ. Listen, live worthy. You might say, okay, pastor, well, if that's that's who I am, if I'm filled with the knowledge of God's will and all wisdom and and spiritual understanding, and if I'm walking worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, and and I'm living like who I am in Christ, then what should I expect to be true in my life? What should I expect to be true in my life? Well, Paul, I'm glad you asked that question this morning because Paul gives us the answer, amen? Look at verse verse number 10. He says this, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work being fruitful in every good work. What happens when we, when we determine to be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, and we're walking worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, we will see fruit in our lives. We will be fruitful. You see the blessing that comes with verses nine and 10, God promises fruitfulness, not riches, right? It's not a prosperity gospel. It's not riches. What, 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 but what it is, is what you do will be blessed. If you study the New Testament, you'll see that, that fruit, there's, there's three different themes of fruit. Number one, the fruit of the Spirit. There's love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, kindness, gentleness, faith, temperance. That's a fruit. When you're walking worthy of the Lord, when you're filled with His, His, His will and, and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, you'll see the fruits of the Spirit in your life you'll be fruitful. But not only that, but holiness. Romans 6:22 says, "But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life." And then also the other theme is people. Paul says that fruit among fruit among you even as among other believers, fruit that may abound to your account speaking of people. So the fruit of my life is that I should live differently. The fruit of my life is that I should live differently. There is now a peace in my life that was never there before. There is now a joy in my life that was never there before. There is now a love in my life that was never there before. There is an interest in people. I now see people for their souls and who they truly are. And God says there will be a fruitfulness when you're living like who you are in Christ. When you live like who you are in Christ, you will see fruitfulness. But not only that, look, at verse, look what the Bible says. Also increasing in the knowledge of God. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. This right here is as simple as it sounds. If you're being filled with his will and if you're walking worthy of the Lord, what's happening? You're spending time with God, right? You're spending time with God. And what happens when we spend time with people? We get to know them. Our knowledge will increase. So when we're walking in that way, then we begin to know God more. I came here uh, a little over four years ago and I didn't know anyone, right? And, And you didn't know me. I didn't know anyone. And now I know people and it's too late. That was a joke. But no, we see people Some of the greatest people you'll ever meet are here at Fellowship Baptist Church. We need more amens on that. Some of the greatest people you'll ever meet are here at Fellowship Baptist Church. Some of my greatest friends that I have are here at Fellowship Baptist Church. Why? Because we have the same love for God. Because we have the same heart uh, for for God. And we're, we're working in this together. And you see, when you fall, you fall in love with God when you have the same heart, when you have the knowledge of his will. And understand that the same, you have the same direction as God when you're walking worthy un, unto God, unto all pleasing. And you spend time with Him every single day. Listen, you know people when you spend time with them. And God is saying, hey, listen, if you live like who you are in Christ and you're filled with His, his will and you're walking worthy of the Lord, then guess what? You're going to get to know Him more. You're going to increase in your knowledge of God. Then he says, in verse number 11, strengthen with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience, long suffering with joyfulness. He says, listen, God says, you're walking with me. You're knowing my will. You're acting upon it. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna strengthen you. I'm gonna give you the strength that you need to to make it. Why? Because this process is not gonna be easy. It's going to be difficult. You're going to hit bumps in the road, but I'm going to strengthen you. He says, I'm going to strengthen you with all might. What kind of might are you going to strengthen with me, uh, strengthen me with God? What kind of might? Well, he says, I'm going to strengthen you with all might according to my glorious power. And in case we're wondering this morning, what kind of power that is and what kind of power we'll be strengthened with Well, it's kind of like the power where he speaks a few words and the entire universe is into existence. That's pretty amazing. I haven't done that recently, have you? The kind of power when he speaks a few words and the sea parts. The kind of power when he speaks and the winds and the seas begin to calm. The kind of power when he speaks, we know that he raises Lazarus from the dead. The kind of power when he speaks where he can shake a mountain, that's the kind of power that he strengthens us with. He says, and I'll strengthen you with that. Uh, look what he goes on to say, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. That word patience means that you can take it. I'm sorry, that you can make it, right? You can make it. That word long suffering means you can take it. With the strengthening power of God, No matter what happens in your life, you can take it and you can make it because he has the power to give. Listen, that same God that can speak those things into existence is the same God today. And he desires to give you strength. He says, hey, listen, you serve me, I got you. You follow me, I have your back. He says, you can make it. Patience, you can take it. Long-suffering because I am going to strengthen you. Not because you're strong, not because you're some great Christian, but no, because he is going to strengthen you. That's the key. Listen, because in Christ, we have the same power that raised him from the dead. In Christ, we have that power that is available to us. We have the Holy Spirit to strengthen us. And then lastly, we see, when we live like who we are, in Christ, we can't help but give thanks unto the Father. We can't help but give thanks unto the Father. Look at that verse number 12, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers. That means that has made us suitable of the inheritance of the saints in light. The fourth benefit that we see of being filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual in all wisdom and spiritual understanding and walking worthy unto the Lord, unto all pleasing, we can say that the the, the result is, is that we can say that through all of this life, as we make it and as we take it, because of God, we can say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for making me whole. We can say that today. Why? Because of who we are in him. We can thank him for what he has done. Thank you, God. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Thank you that you have made me suitable of the inheritance I'm going to be in heaven forever and ever and ever with you. I know it seems tough right now. And now I just feel like I'm just trying to make it. And I'm just trying to to take it right now. But God, forever and ever and ever, you have been so good to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And when we live in Christ, listen, understand we cannot help but give thanks to the Father. And Paul praise here that they would live like they were in Christ. How are you living today? How are you living today? Too often, we aren't even at step one. Too often, we don't even know the what. Get in the Word of God. Make it a priority in your life. Know the what. Listen, sometimes uh we we know what, but we just stand in that. God, would you show us how, how to how, from your perspective? God, give us understanding. I want to make my life count. Listen, we only have 24 hours in a day. We only have seven days a week. God, I want to please you with my life. God, I'm trusting in you to do the things that I cannot do. I want you to strengthen me so that I can make it in this life and I can take it in this life. Listen, church, that is walking worthy. That is living like who you are in Christ Jesus. Let me just say this today and try to encourage you that that way of living is possible for all of those that are in Christ. That way of living is possible. Don't ever let anyone tell you that it's not because what they're doing is they're neglecting the power of the Holy Spirit. It is possible for each and every one of us to live like who we are in Christ. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Church, let me encourage you. Will you live this life like who you are in Christ? With every head bowed and every eye closed? Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information or to donate to this ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.